Welcome to Ticking Stock with Kelly McMillan. If the name sounds like a business show to you, then you've got it all wrong. Kelly McMillan is the principal of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks and will talk about shooting for fun, competition, hunting, and self-defense. Now, here is your host, Kelly McMillan. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. I'm your host. And for the next hour, we're going to talk about firearms, firearms accessories, uh, people that are going to be on the show will be involved in the firearms industry. And so I want you to sit back and uh, get ready to hear a great show. I'm really excited about both of our guests. Uh, For right now, I want to ask you to please be patient with us. Neither Zev nor I are aficionados in high-tech video, audio stuff in any way, but we're really trying hard. <laughs> we we want to put a good product out for everybody who wants to listen and who wants to view our podcast. So uh, just give us a little break. We, we, we kind of messed up. Uh, last week when we were trying to show the video portion of the show that we had pre-recorded with our guest Kevin Finley um, and it didn't work out very well so I apologize for that uh, but we're better we're in the studio today got my dad looking over my shoulder um, Cooper's going to join us in a little bit from home uh, and we've got a couple of great guests so um, really excited about it uh, I do want to tell you that uh, Kevin uh, had a pretty good um, tournament last weekend uh, did not make the the final day of fishing but uh, weighed 10 fish and uh, came up in, in the top half of the competitors but was happy with that um, today he's fishing in uh, Texas and uh, this is the second day of the two days of qualifying for the finals uh, he weighed some fish yesterday uh, no big ones but uh, he's he actually had a limit but no big ones. He's hoping for a little better day today, and he's about in the middle of the pack. So uh, as soon as we hear about that, uh, we'll let you know next week how he's done, and hopefully he'll be back home and we can get him back on the show to talk about it. Um, I'm going to get right into our our first guest. Really excited to have Brett Heidkamp on. He's with Crosstac. Uh, The way that I became familiar with him is that he provided some products and sponsored the USA uh, team FTR shooters and so that was the team that I sponsored as well so uh, I got familiar with a lot of his stuff and 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 the mats that the guys on the team used are are really as good as there is out there they're really cool because they fold up and are easy to transport but they give them good solid place to to set up their uh their rifle and and uh, you know keep the the elements off of them while they're shooting. And, and you know, so, now that we have the video, we can actually go ahead and bring one in. I'm going to go grab one from our store and bring one in and show it when you're ready. Okay, that'd be great. All right. So I want to bring Brett Heidkamp on now. Brett, you with us? I'm here, Kelly. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I don't think we've ever met personally, but uh, I think it's about time we get to know each other. Why don't you do me a favor? Tell me and our listeners and our viewers a little bit about you, where you grew up, how you got into the firearms and firearms-related stuff. Sure. Well, I, you know, I grew up in, uh, believe it or not, born in the Bay Area in, in Oakland and uh, started shooting when I was a little boy. My dad was always a shooter and, of course, served in the military and started me at a young age. And I just really loved it. You know, I shot BB guns in my basement. 
And, you know, given today's climate, too, the crazy thing is I shot on the junior ROTC uh, small bore team and competed in California, shooting the basements of high schools around the Bay Area. And I'm sure those basements aren't used for shooting anymore. They're used for storage or something. But, you know, my how times have changed. And uh, it was just really a, a great exposure to it at that time. And then, you know, becoming an adult, I discovered IPSC and started shooting IPSC around the country and really enjoyed that. Got pretty decent at that. And, uh, you know, won like an area match overall, which was, uh, which was great. And had a great time shooting, uh, touring around. Started Crosstack because of the frustrations with the gear that was out there and not finding gear that would either hold up or was designed well. You know, a lot of the stuff seemed like it just wasn't designed by anybody that was a shooter. And so we started up uh, Crosstack, and here we are today. We're, you know, 75-some-odd products later. I'm excited to hear that. I tell my listeners all the time, I think one of the coolest things is, is when a guy just either out of necessity or out of the love of a sport, the passion, um, decides to go into business and figure out a better mousetrap and is successful at doing that. I think it's one of the, the, the coolest things is that when people can actually be successful at a business doing something they love. So oh, thank you. you started out yeah. shooting and now yeah. you've got a product. Uh, talk about, right. you know, I will tell you that I know having been involved a little bit in, in the sewing industry, talk about that, how hard that was, um, do you you sew your products here in the states, or do you have them sewn somewhere else? No, absolutely. Everything is domestic. We sew everything ourselves. We've got two different factories. One in Miami that does all of our sewing for us, or all our employees, our facility. That was a big, a big uh, fork in the road of you know starting up a company. It's like you import or you make everything USA made domestically. And having imported stuff in the past for other companies in completely unrelated industries. There's hurdles to that, and you know, a container shows up, and it could have stuff that's not done to spec, and what do you do? Do you, do you ship it back? You know, there's no real recourse, no real good quality control, unless you have, like, boots on the ground over in China or something. But, you know, it's, it's just as a small company, a specialty company, we want it to be 100% USA-made, so that's what we do. And we can control everything down to the thread that goes into the products you know, making sure that everything is up to up to the spec, up to the standards that, that we uphold, you know, using the right gauge of thread, that making sure that that isn't cotton that's going in there. I mean, there's stuff that, that people could do to uh, essentially undermine your reputation, if you will, you know, it'll come back and bite you on an import product. And that's been our, that's been our, uh, our big strategy is to be able to control everything. And then that way we can turn around new designs quickly too. You know, that's part of the problem if you're if you've got that big delay of trying to do some new product R&D with an overseas manufacturer. So, no, to answer your question, uh, we are 100% made in USA. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, owning a company that is 100% American-made, uh, I really feel I'm really proud about that, and I really like to support companies that are proud to be 100% American-made. And obviously, we've chosen you as one of the vendors for ELRHQ.com, and that's part of the reason why we've chosen you. The other part of it is that, that your products are as good as there is, so we can have champions that actually use them come on video and tell people why they've chosen your mats why they and and bags and why they use them and and so that it's a selling point for us uh, in addition to the fact that uh, they're american made yeah and that's such a feather in our cap i mean we're so proud 
to be chosen and to have like the USA shooting team want to use our products. I mean, that's, that to me is huge. That's what makes it all worth it. It makes me, you know, want to go to work in the morning. And, uh, the mat, I mean, that, that's one that's, uh, just like a lot of our products, it's kind of designed by frustration. The stuff out in the marketplace was a roll up style mat. And it's something that I had shot off of. And I'm out there in the cold weather in Wyoming shooting a long range match. I'm warm enough and I'm trying to lay out this shooting mat and it's rolling back on me. And I finally get it open enough. I'm standing there with all my gear. And I finally got it open enough to put things down on it. And then I'm laying on the mat. And if my rifle's on there, it's so narrow that half my body's off in the dirt and the prickly pear cactus. And if I put my body on the mat, then my rifle and my right arm is off in the dirt. So our mats are wider and longer. And they're harder to make because of that. I mean, I understand why the, the roll-up mats are made the way they are. It's because that's half of the width of the roll of fabric. You just fold it in half and sew along the edge and you're done. Um, ours are actually a cellular design where we had to add a front cell to it because we wanted it wider. And so it's 36 inches wide instead of uh, 24-ish or so for a regular mat. And it, it just performs great. You're laying on it. You've got room to, to put out your, your kit. You've got a, a, an area to work. You're able to fit your body on it and the rifle, and I think that's what really kind of attracted the, the shooting team to using that product as well. Well, I know you can't see it, but Zev has been showing off a, a mat. The, uh, the the U.S. shooting team actually had a mat um, embroidered with my name on it, logoed with the team logo and stuff, uh, specifically for sponsors. And uh, it, you know, I've it's been used, so it's not just sitting in the back. So it's really cool. Zev's been able to show all of the people watching on our podcast that uh, what it looks like, and uh, you did a great job of describing it. And uh, Zev did a good job of showing it. Uh, but you have oh, good, many, good. many other products. Um, one thing that I, I do know is that because I've tried to have backpacks and, and uh, gun cases made, you know, 90% of everything that you see in Cabela's or uh, Bass Pro or any of the, the firearms related stuff that have uh, um, any sewing done or, or almost all of them are made in Vietnam. And uh, not that I don't want to support Vietnam and their own ability to support their country. And, you know, I'd like to think that they, all the effort that we went to, um, you know, so many years ago has, has actually allowed them to create an industry and, and be self-sufficient. So, but, but I think for, for American shooters and for people who, who want to be patriotic and support local individual people who actually have a vested interest in what the product is like you and I do that being American made is a really big deal. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's a big part of it. We've lost so many sewing jobs to overseas, whether it's Dominican Republic, Vietnam, China, wherever uh, Miami was a hotbed of sewing at both tactical gear and just the garment industry in general. We've lost thousands upon thousands of jobs. There's entire sections of Miami that used to be sewing that are now, closed. They're not sewing anymore. I've got a buddy of mine that owns a big scrapyard. He said, Brad, you wouldn't believe the amount of sewing machines that we scrapped out. We scrapped thousands of sewing machines, fully functional, just the jobs are gone. And, you know, <laughs> that made me want to throw up. It really did. And, and so, you know, our whole impetus is we hire Americans. Um, you know, we pay decent wages. We have a good work environment. It's not a sweatshop. You know, it's actually air conditioning. And the people are happy to work there. Our employees love it. And we try to produce the best quality product we can possibly make and think things through. You know, we don't rush our designs to market. We make sure that they're tested. And 
that's just the whole the whole thing of making a better mousetrap. I think that anybody can can whip something together and and pull it in really cheaply and be raced to the bottom in terms of pricing. But our market is people that are listening to this podcast, people that are interested in ERHQ.com and buying stuff there. They're interested in quality stuff that holds up. It doesn't break down after just a few uses. You don't have to buy three of them just to get through the season. Um, that's, a, that's a big thing for us. Our, our products hold up, and we stand behind everything too. So it's kind of, to me, that's a big breath of fresh air compared to what was going on in the industry before. Absolutely. And, and I agree with you. People, when you get a reputation for having a good quality product, our stocks have an unconditional lifetime guarantee. When people hear that, it doesn't take a lot of salesmanship to get them to buy the product simply because they know if anything ever happens to it. I'm going to stand behind it. And, and I know that you're that way with your product. You want it as good as it as absolutely can be, and you won't put anything out that's not. Let's talk about the rest of your inventory and, and the types of products that you have and the types of uh, people who may want to go to Crosstech. And, and your website is? Crosstech.com. It's C-R-O-S-S-T-A-C, Crosstech.com. Okay, no um, hyphen, no nothing, just Crosstech. Oh, go ahead, Kelly. I, I was just saying it's um, cross-tack, no hyphen, just one word. Correct. Correct. Okay. Just one word is cross-tack. So it's okay. tax review that kind of crosses the boundaries between different shooting disciplines is how that name kind of came into being long ago, and we just kind of stuck with it. Um, the funniest thing, it, you're reminding me of some stories. Like, we don't really get product returns. And things like our shooting bags, we make a, a variety of different shooting supports and bags. And we have a lot more coming up that are going to be announced here very shortly on the website. We just want to make sure we launch them properly. We've got some, some bags specifically meant for like the PRS series and extreme long range stuff. But the funniest thing is that we'll get a return on a shooting bag and somebody will say, oh, your bag failed. I'm like, really? Why don't you send it back to us? Because you can literally take our bags and slam them down on the concrete and the seams don't burst. I mean, everything is sewn twice internally. It's just really well made. And this bag will show up in the mail and it'll have a track mark through the top of it from a bullet shearing it. I'm like, I call the person up. I'm like, what'd you do? <laughs> well, I had it, you know, a third shot and the bag blew apart. I'm like, well, you shot the bag, you know, it's not <laughs> bulletproof. You don't put it out by the muzzle. What the heck are you doing? So that's the kind of stuff that we'll get um, that'll come back. And, and, and it's just funny about once every, oh, year and a half or so, we'll get something like that. And it's just, I, I need to start a collection. <laughs> While you were talking, Kelly showed a couple of your, uh, I, I think the rear bags that you could kind of squeeze to form where you want your butt stock at. Um, I'm going to read you the, uh, yeah, the tactical rear squeeze bag uh, in ultralight. And I'm actually showing that on the screen again. It's got a really unique kind of grippy surface to it, which I really enjoy. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, sure. That is one of our top selling products. We sell a ton of those. It's an oval, ergonomically shaped bag, fits in the palm of your hand, you wear it on your off hand, and so when you're laying prone, you've got your bipod or your front rest out there, now you've got a rear rest, and you're able to gently squeeze that for minor elevation adjustments, uh, slide it up and down the stock for kind of the gross adjustments, get it positioned right, and you've got a super rock-solid uh, shooting platform at that time. So that fabric is kind of a rubberized Cordura it's a real nice grippy material. That's the Coyote Brown. There's also a grip in black. And um, yeah, they're, they're a great tool to throw into your kit. 
They come in a couple different flavors, not only the colors, but the fill in a couple different flavors. Um, there's a regular traditional bead fill. It weighs about a pound and a half. And then there is the ultralight fill, which we came out with for somebody that is um, packing that around. They're running a course. They are hunting. They're somewhere where every ounce counts. And that bag weighs about 0.15 pounds, so just a couple of ounces. Um, it's really, really featherweight compared to the, the traditional fill, uh, which would be a choice for, like, range work, you know, where you're not really moving around. And the nice thing about the, uh, the standard fill is it doesn't blow away. <laughs> that bag is so light. You get hit by a strong gust. You're not hanging on to it. It's probably going to go somewhere. But um, they're great bags. I usually end up tethering mine to one of the handles of the shooting mat so it doesn't disappear, either by one of my shooting buddies or by me forgetting it at the range. And, uh, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. It's really, it's really a top seller. We just get tons of compliments on that design. Now, Brett, I'm showing on the video, and you can't see it, obviously, but I'm going to read to you. It, it, it almost looks like a life preserver for my chihuahua. <laughs> 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 uh, it's kind of like split. I'm, I'm sure the way I just described it probably tells you exactly what I'm showing. Is that correct? What? So you're, are you holding the tactical rear squeeze bag right now? Is that what you're showing? No, it's, it looks like it's a, um, a miniature life preserver that, ha, that has an attachment. It looks like something you'd put over a barricade or something. Oh, okay, sure. So that is our uh, long-range shooting split bag. Right. And that's one of the newest products to come out. That bag supports offhand shooting. It provides different levels of lift or loft. You can, uh, you can shoot off the 4-inch side, the 9-inch side, the 13-inch side. That split opens up so you can put it under your arm for support in an offhand shot. And those two legs, they're different widths. So that when you do do that, you've got a low, medium, and high angle shot. I hadn't noticed you that also, until you just described that. Yeah, yeah, and that's why they're different. That's the design on purpose. And then also you can strap it onto your, to your off-arm elbow. You can strap it onto the rifle and use it to you know, run into a barricade and set it on that. And that's also in the ultralight configuration. So they're, uh, they're great. They're also stackable. You know, if you need a taller uh, module if you will, you can clip them together. And then that, uh, that piece of webbing that controls the split also tucks under the elastic on the side and clips into that female at the top and hides so that it's not uh, flopping around, flapping in the breeze, if you will. Okay. And uh, that's, yeah, so lots of thought has gone into the bag. There's probably 20 different ways to use it. Uh, we're going to be doing some video to try to explain it because there's so many features and Zev, like you're saying, it, you know, you didn't notice that those those were different dimensions specifically to do those different angles of shooting. So, yeah, it's it's really highly configurable. That's a great bag. I'm glad you guys have that. You know, I have to mention right here for all of those watching the, the podcast, Zev, though his rifle experience is limited to an AK-47, <laughs> it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just doing it backwards because he's wrong-handed. So when he's putting it on his offhand, and, it, and that would be the right hand for him, uh, he was actually just demonstrating. So, guys, don't, don't give me emails saying, what's that guy doing? He's all backwards. So, yeah, he's a lefty. So <laughs> Don't you screen people better, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, I uh, I loved your story about the return stuff, and I'm going to stick. I'm going to scoot one in here of my returns. It's funny. Like I said, we have an unconditional lifetime guarantee, and I'll replace a stock if it cracks, warp splits, comes unusable for any reason. And I've had a few guys, three people in particular, send back a stock that they had in their um, closet at the time their house burned down, um, just charred pieces of the stock. And, uh, you know, and I figured, I mean, how can you protect against a house fire? But the fact is, is if they were so concerned about their rifle stock that they bothered to send it back after a house fire where they've lost everything they owned, I think I could you know, be kind enough to send them a stock. So I've done that. But one of the, the most often used reasons for our stocks breaking are putting it in the safe. <laughs> they tell me, I just put it in the safe. And the next time I went to get it out, it was cracked. And I tell them, look, I'm going to, I'm going to replace it. I really am. I, you know, my, my guarantee says that I'll give you, but, but tell me the truth. So I can try to build it better next time so this doesn't happen oh no really really it just cracked all on its own so, so that's the kind oh of gosh. excuses you get when you send one back for shooting a hole in it i don't know what happened <laughs> oh we've got that we've got people that that put the muzzle brake on it and yeah blew it apart with the muzzle brake gases and like that that's an intense <laughs> amount of pressure that's up there it's not like the thing is bulletproof it just yeah yeah, it makes you scratch yeah. your head, but yeah. boy, more power to you, and we warranty the same thing, too. You know, even if somebody's doing that, yeah, we'll send you another one. Just don't do that again, please. <laughs> so let that be the lesson learned. So what percentage of your um, sales are to guys that shoot PRS uh, as opposed to your pistol stuff? I mean, uh, is your accounts receivable pretty much broadly spread over all your products? Well, you know, our, our big thing is we, we sell to the dealers. So, you know, it's, it's 90% wholesale to dealers across the nation. And, and we're always looking for better dealers and, and, and adding, I should say better, adding more dealers, you know, really trying to grow the small company that we have. And of that, the rest of that, the 10% or so is off the web. And we really just do that because people can't find our gear everywhere. So they do need a place to order it. And, um, and now they can go to ELRHQ.com. But... I would say of the, the PRS guys, it's really uh, growing with us, and that's an area that, you know, we've done a lot of unknown distance, long-range shooting, um, and, and a lot of those guys, but the PRS stuff is just really starting to take off. We're, we're always, you know, we're looking for, for the right guys to sponsor. We're looking to, to get our name out there stronger in that circle, and we've got more stuff coming up specifically designed for that area, and there's things that, again, aren't on the website. We've got a whole line of muzzle brakes. There's a couple more bags that are coming out. There's uh, a bunch of stuff on the whiteboard that's, that's not out yet. And you know how it is when you're designing stuff. It's, it, you want to make sure you do it right. So it is a little bit of a long curve to get the stuff out there and get it tested and, and release it properly. But, uh, but yeah, to answer that, I mean, it's, it's a small percentage right now, but it's growing. That's for sure. Uh, we don't have, um, for lack of a better term, you know, the, the standard like sporting goods buyer, we, we kind of call him Bubba, we don't really have that guy as our client. Most of them are, are tactical shooting enthusiasts, long-range shooting enthusiasts. Um, specifically, PRS competitors, it's a small slice of a very small slice. So, you know, there's more guys that want to do that, and so they gear up for it. And there are more guys that want to shoot long-range. So they're gearing up to, to do their dream and shoot long-range. But they're just starting out in it. They're, they're new to it. 
And so we get a lot of that that kind of shooter. I'm, I'm sure you see that with stock sales too, right? Absolutely. We're, uh, we're getting a, a, a spread all across the spectrum of new guys, guys that are kind of upgrading who, who have gotten into shooting and now they've determined and they've seen enough of our stocks on the, uh, out at the range and, and in the field that they, they think it's time for them to upgrade. And so, yeah, we're, we're glad to see the new shooters come in all the time. Uh, we actually have dev- uh, developed some polymer injection molded stock specifically for those entry-level guys who want to upgrade their factory Remington uh, so they can buy the very best polymer stock on the market and spend anywhere from $250 to to $400 depending on uh, all of the different things that are offered. Uh, So yeah, we're really happy to be able to now reach all of the different parts of the the market that uh, people are are really... um, passionate about shooting. Uh, we've only got a little bit of time left, so I want to um, talk about extreme long range. Now, that's a buzzword. Everybody's kind of getting into it. and We've been on the forefront of trying to develop some sort of um, matches and stuff that people can kind of put on in their area and have some sort of semblance of of consistency, um, and I know that your uh, your mats are pretty common when we go to the the ELR matches. I see a lot of cross tack mats out there because those people that are shooting ELR are not brand new people. They're people that have been shooting for a long time, so they've had exposure to your stuff. Uh, you seeing anything? The guys coming to you to to do anything specifically geared towards the ELR? You know, in terms of some bag designs we've got coming out. Yes, but it's almost it's more PRS. It's more run and gun shooting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the ELR stuff, the mats are are getting yeah. That's a staple. That's a staple product for us, and it's been out for a number of years. So that's a uh, that's a great one. There's not anything specific I can I can speak to for ELR until you and I talk offline. <laughs> okay. But well, um, we definitely will do that. Okay. Sounds sounds like a plan. And, uh, uh, you know, the guys are, are, I mean, the feedback is great. That, that shooting mat is great. We've got other designs, too, that, that can be used for certainly for practice or for, um, uh, for move and shoot. You know, we've got lightweight versions of shooting mats that are still, you know, still have some insulative qualities. They're multicam uh, on one side, uh, multicam aired on the other. We call those the recon mats. They still have a bipod support rail system in them. And they're about a pound and a half. I mean, they're a really lightweight mat, and they're great. It's like basic mat. You can roll it out wherever you are. Um, it actually folds out, I should say. It's not like the big mat um, there. Zev, I don't know if you – do you guys have any recon mats there? You know what? I, I had not ordered from you originally, but then I went to the Southwest Burger Nationals, and there was a gentleman there with one of your mats, and I asked him how he likes it, and he said, it's amazing because I have weight limits, and I can actually put this into my Pelican case, and that made a huge impact on me. So we're going to take a look at some of those smaller mats uh, in the next week or so. I'll give you a call. Hey, Brett, I really want to thank you for being on the show. We're out of time and we're going to have to get on to a commercial break. But uh, I want you to know it's been a pleasure. Uh, really good getting to talk to you. Uh, let's remind you, our listeners uh, what your website is one more time before we go. Absolutely. It's crosstack.com. It's C-R-O-S-S-T-A-C.com. And Kelly, thank you so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And I hope we can do this again. Love to tell you guys uh, about stuff as we roll them out. 
Definitely will. I really appreciate you being out here. I like your stuff and uh, proud to carry it on ELRHQ.com. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. And I want to ask all of our listeners to stick around for the next few minutes while we take a commercial break, and then we'll be back with our next guest, Steve Schwartz. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. For over 40 years, Macmillan USA has been at the leading edge of the gun stock industry. The company was born out of the desire to improve and perfect form, function, and precision with every one of their premium fiberglass stocks. From tactical to hunting to competitive shooting, Macmillan stocks are designed to dominate. Their signature three-way adjustable butt plates, adjustable cheek pieces, rail mounts, and adapters provide a versatile platform built on performance. Over 65 custom finishes are available, ranging from solid colors to camouflage. Check out the Macmillan website for hundreds of stocks available for immediate delivery. And for those wanting something more specialized, call the knowledgeable and friendly staff at Macmillan for a complete list of options at 877-365-6148 or visit MacmillanUSA.com. Again, that's 877-365-6148 or visit MacmillanUSA.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You are listening to Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Now back to the show. Hi, everyone. Thanks for sticking around during that commercial break. Uh, I really love talking to Brett. Uh, I'm absolutely serious. If you guys have not seen any of his products, they're absolutely top-notch, as good as you can get, and, and that's exactly why we're carrying them on ELRHQ.com. Uh, now, my next guest, Steve Schwartz, I already introduced him to you, but man, he, th- this guy, we, we got to know each other when he was a customer of mine. 
he actually purchased a, a, a rifle from McMillan Firearms when I owned the company and, and uh, j- just such a nice affable guy that we kind of got uh, to know each other. And, you know, he's been really proud of the progress that he's made in the firearms industry. So every year at SHOT Show, he comes by and tells me how he's doing. And, and this year I, I sat in his booth with him for a bit and he showed me everything that's going on. I was so impressed that I said, hey, Zeb, we got to get Steve on the show. So here you are, Steve. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, I I really appreciate the opportunity to show everybody my stuff, and and I appreciate the uh, confidence you've shown in over the years. You know? Now, even though we are video, uh, videoing, <laughs> that videoing, is a hard word to say, isn't it? Video. <laughs> we are putting this on video uh, for our video podcast. We still have a live radio show. So when you get up and demonstrate and show stuff, remember to talk as if you were talking to people who couldn't see it so sure. that we can, we can still kind of let our listeners um, understand what we're doing. So absolutely. absolutely. let's start with uh, telling us a little bit about you, uh, where you grew up, how you got into the gun business. Okay. Well, uh, born in New York, but actually grew up in South Florida. Um, My dad used to take me, like most, uh, on the weekends. We'd go shooting and camping and fishing. Uh, He was a baker, so he only had one day a week, super early in the morning, to take me to do things. And so that was our activity. And, you know, just growing up, I fell in love with shooting. Uh, First with his dad's twenty-two rifle, and then, you know, later, uh, larger things, handguns, long-range stuff. And, you know, as I got older... I kind of got obsessed with the technology behind it. I'm a, I'm a technology person, and I'm a very hands-on learner. And I started taking things apart, something I kind of do to everything. And I saw a lot of a lot of ways I thought I could improve things as I got older. You know, I was never a competition shooter. I wouldn't call myself a true marksman. I'm a, I'm a decent shot, um, but I really enjoy it. And you know, as as I've grown older. I've worked in a number of different fields. I was a photographer. I was an IT guy. But this was sort of my passion. This was my hobby. And then I traveled a lot in my IT job with U.S. soldiers overseas. And it came to the point where literally I was doing tweaks and and repairs on guys' guns in the field. And I had an ATF buddy who said to me, you know, it's super easy to get an FFL. You can just start a business because I live in a rural area. And so the rules are pretty limited here. Um, you can start your own home, and that's what I did. I live next door, actually, to my dad's property. He retired here. And we're in the Smoky Mountains of East Tennessee. And it's kind of become a family business. Uh, um, you know, my dad does shipping and receiving and quality control. I, I've got a stepmom who answers the phone sometimes, and even a stepsister who comes to the shot show and helps us move things. Um, if our listeners want to pull up your website and see what you're talking about, uh, what's the address? RifleSpecialist.com, singular. But if you type it in plural, you'll get us too because I bought them both. Good uh, deal. It's just spelled out one word, Rifle Specialist. And so when they get there, they're going to find what? You're, you started taking guns apart and started trying to design a better ma- mousetrap. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't tell you what I make. <laughs> that defeats the point. Okay, so, <clears throat> excuse me. We're primarily an AR-15 manufacturer. Um, we do also now have a line of bolt weapons as well, which I'm proud to say got the Kelly McMillan seal at the SHOT Show. So, you know, hey. Very no fine job. weapon, that's for sure. 
if you like a bolt gun, that that's that's a promo right there. But we started out mostly law enforcement. I know a lot of the cops in the area, and I'm actually a reserve deputy with our department here. So I took them out to the range with my guns. They had all kinds of problems with the stuff they had. We'll just call them name brand rifles. You know, when ARs are built mass manufactured, like a lot of things, they have to make the parts looser, lower tolerances, so they can slap them together on an assembly line and every part always just pops together. But what it ends up with is a gun that wobbles, the fit and the finish aren't tight, and so it's a less accurate weapon. Plus, my local department SWAT team, you know, they had select fire weapons and they would get failure to feed and all sorts of jamming problems and that's no joke when their lives depend on it as they burst through the door of some sort of crime scene. So I made for them their first batch of non-big brand uh, ARs and uh, select fire. They ended up putting them in all their patrol cars, showing them to the local departments in other areas and towns, and it started to spread out in, in our region. And we made actually quite a little business just doing law enforcement only for quite a long time. But recently, you know, ARs are a big market. We started to get into the commercial side, and we've actually got guns for every kind of, of use you could think of. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you guys for just a moment. Pardon the uh, camera here. I got to say, Kelly, I'm really excited that we have Steve doing this because he's an IT professional. He's got the <laughs> right camera with the right USB cord length, and this is looking really good, man. Yeah, we're probably uh, not going to get many uh, of our um, – guests that will be able to do this with us. Right. Well, what I've done is I kind of took part of my SHOT Show booth and brought it to you here. I'm just going to pass over them all real quick. I'm a little too close. Work with me here. <laughs> and so the rifles I'm showing you right now are primarily our civilian AR line. Up at the top here are actually a couple of select fire, but unless I zoom in real close on the selector you wouldn't know the difference there yeah are. now so you've mentioned select fire a couple of times and i see yes, a suppressor sir. there so you're obviously an sot yes so we are actually a class two manufacturer um which allows us to build um machine guns for law enforcement obviously i can't sell that to civilians um it also lets us deal in short barreled rifles just, uh, just as an example, I want to show you this gun right here. We call this the Echo Quiet Rifle. The reason it's quiet is because it is part of a suppressor package. So for your radio listeners, what I'm holding here is a 9-inch 300 blackout. It's built on our upper and lower receivers, which I'm going to tell you about in just a moment. With our key mod, uh, this is a 12-inch handguard. It allows this suppressor to get about halfway inside keeping the weapon just as short as we want. Now, this is a short-barreled rifle, so it does have those NFA rules, slows down your purchase time, but not that bad. It's a regular, otherwise, AR-15 in every way. You know, the AR-15 platform, it is, it, it is as it's always been. It's been around for 50 years. The only thing you can do to make yours stand apart from everyone else is simply make it more precise. You know... There's a lot of black rifle companies that have sprung up, especially in the last, you know, 10 years or so. It's become a huge market. But the way we compete is we bring out not an economy rifle. We don't have a cheap gun. What we do have is a gun that's affordable and reasonable for a real shooter. If you're the guy who, you know, 
is going to just polish it in your safe, uh, we can make you a beautiful weapon. But if, if you're looking for something that when you take it out, you can compete with it, you can hunt with it, you can trust your life to it if you have to, that's what we built. So I, I want to show you a little bit about our upper and lower receiver. Hey, okay. first first off, Steve, oh, sure. I love that little uh, question you asked me about uh, to to take the gun and rattle it. And when it didn't rattle, you say, yes, do you see anything different. Tell I want you to do that. Absolutely. So what makes our guns special, as I was mentioning, is the tightness, the accuracy, the fit and the finish. So a lot of people, they buy an AR-15. It wobbles between the upper and lower. Um, had I thought to, I would have brought out another brand so you could actually see the wobble. But right here, along this line, where the uh, upper and lower mate, a lot of them have a big wobble. Ours are different. We've done something special inside, never seen before in the industry. All right, I'll show you what it is. It's a big secret, you'll never guess. You pop out the pins with your fingers, just like any other gun. Wow, it's really tight, it won't open. What's inside? Nothing different. All we did was we built the gun the way it should be, accurately, tight fit, with precision. There's nothing inside there. If you can fit an AccuWedge or any of those screw devices that people use in one of my guns, I want it back, something's wrong with the gun. When you That's did that to me at SHOT Show, I was looking for a grommet, I was looking for a flange, I was looking for something that would differentiate, but there was nothing other than a really tight fit. And that's, that's honestly the biggest thing we do. The second thing about us is where they're made. Everything on these guns, every pin, spring, plastic part, doodad, everything in the gun comes from America. We, we take great pride in helping a lot of small American businesses and a few large ones, but everything on the gun. So much so that when you flip over the back side of my stock, see if I can get this in the camera there, that is in fact the Made in the USA seal. Injection molded right into our plastic. And that happens actually, I'm not afraid to say, at the Remington factory. Because what we've done is we've taken the time to find ways to make every part of this gun in this country. It does make it a little more expensive for some, but I think it's worth it. We don't make enough things in America anymore. And I started this business as a hobby. It wasn't full time and I had the time to dedicate when I did to making that happen, to sourcing all the individual suppliers. Okay, you've covered why your ARs are so special. Let's talk about your bolt gun. We've got just a few minutes left and I wanna make sure that we cover that because I think that that was a really special firearm and, and like you said, it definitely has my seal of approval on it. So tell well, them what I you did. You can just keep saying that. <laughs> so I'm gonna back up a bit here because it's a big boy. So this gun here, this is the PRS 700. And on our website, we've got a full uh, spec sheet now for almost every major option. We primarily sell through dealers. So we've got SKUs listed for all of the various standard variations. We do offer custom guns if there's something special somebody out there is looking for. This gun here, the PRS 700, is available in 338 Lapua as well as 300 Win Mag. The one I'm holding right now is a 300 Win Mag. I'll just give you the quick details before we talk about full function. Um, it's a 22 and a half inch Bartline heavy barrel, uh, M7 profile, and uh, 5R rifling. 
Uh, it's done right now in the Kdex chassis, although somebody pointed out to me at the SHOT Show how much better it would look in a Macmillan stock, and I have to admit, I think we're going to have to try that out because, you know, it's a Macmillan stock. You talking about me? I don't know. We'll some guy, he came by, you know, might have been you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this gun, this gun takes us into the longer range hunting field. It's not super heavy. Um, takes Magpul magazines. Um, they're available right now in five rounds, but they actually have a 10 round on the way. The chassis, yeah, I know it's not yours, but the KDX makes a decent one. It folds. Um, I look forward, though, to putting this in a uh, Macmillan stock. So the gun, the biggest thing about it is what we've done. We buy stainless steel, factory, uh, unused, uh, in the white, running in 700 actions. And we completely blueprint, reface them. This is a PTG bolt. It's, uh, it comes factory fluted and already threaded for a uh, bolt knob, so it just takes a little bit of trouble for us off of it. We, uh, we lap in the bolt by hand. We re-thread everything by hand. And we chamber these barrels ourselves. And what you get is a smooth, tight, really tight lock. And that, in a bolt gun, is the equivalent of our upper and receiver mating in the AR. That tight fit there is 90% of where your accuracy comes from. Keeping it aligned and centered. I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to be honest about this, when people would talk to me about accurate rifles and custom actions and everything, my dad built hundreds of rifles on basically blueprinted Remington actions. And to mm -hmm. be perfectly honest, we could never get a custom action to shoot any better than those did. The reason that you buy a custom action is because you don't have to go through all the work it takes right. to get a Remington. And, you know, people have talked about Remington's quality not being what it used to be. And and we're talking about back in the day, back in the, you know, the late 70s, all the way through the 80s, my dad built lots and lots of guns on Remington 700s. So I know with the proper work, you know, making sure that the threads are, are true and locking the lapping lugs and, you know, even facing the bolt face. If you need to do that, mm -hmm. you can make a Remington 700 shoot extremely well. These guns, these are one MOA or less at a thousand yards in five, five, six version in 1200 yards in our uh, 300 Win mag and 1400 yards in 338 Lapua. That's not to say you won't get more, that's the minimum I require before I'll ship one. That's awesome. Uh, do we have enough time for me to show you a little bit more? Yeah, we do. We've got about uh, five minutes left. And, uh... Okay. So I want to show you one more thing on this gun before I move to a different gun I want to show you. Let's see if I can get that in front of the camera. This really smooth edge here, there's actually a cut in there. And these guns come threaded as well as target crowned. They've got an 11 degree target crown on them. And you'll see that the uh, thread cap actually passes past it, so it doesn't interfere. But they're all threaded. Um, we recommend all of our guns with suppressors. As you mentioned earlier, um, we're not only a uh, rifle manufacturer, but we are an SOT. Um, we do we would do work directly with uh, Advanced Armament and GemTech. The gun I showed you earlier, the Quiet Rifle here, actually, these are mated with a uh, GemTech 300 uh, blackout cam. Um, what's nice about it is that for some of the states where it's a little more trouble, uh, we can offer that pinned and welded to take one of the tax stamps off of it because what happens 
is the sleeve of the can actually comes off, leaving behind the baffles. That allows you to still be able to take it apart, even though it's been pinned and welded. But what I want to show you is, you see here are our basic line of ARs. And we offer them at every variation. And on the website, you can actually see all of the, the various options, different hardware, different furniture. But what I want to show you that sticks out a little bit that you will not find in a lot of AR manufacturers is this. This is the Omega. Yep, it's as big as that 300 Win Mag was. So it's still an AR-15. It's got in it a, uh, this one has a 24-inch. We also do it in 20 and 18. It's a 24-inch heavy barrel, fluted. It's a bull barrel, full stainless. It's been nitrided. And it comes in our key mod handguard. This is a 15-inch version of it. We do it with command arm sniper stock or Magpul PRS. Um, we put ergo grips on just about everything. This one's got the version with the palm shelf on it. This gun here, this is what we call taking the 5.56 round to its true ballistic end. Uh, this, gu this gun is one MOA at 600 yards in a regular 5.56 Black Hill 77 grain round. Otherwise, it's the same receivers we put in every single rifle, the same upper and lowers, the same tight fit, the same precision and attention to detail, and the same quality control. We do offer trigger upgrades to Geisley, um, to Timney. We offer all of, the, all of the basic standard things, but we try to not to be in the accessory business. We want to stay in the rifle business. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We are primarily dealer, but we also offer direct sales for law enforcement. And if you are, uh, if you're listening right now, you're an officer and you fit into any of the IOP programs that you're used to from any of the manufacturers, we offer nice discounts, which can be done through us to a dealer in your area. If you don't have a dealer in your area and we can't get you one, then we'll ship it directly to a local dealer for transfer. Nobody's off limits. You know, that's really good news. Um, you did a great job there. Uh, we didn't have to look at your face too much during this whole process. <laughs> but why, yeah, don't you sit down yeah, why, don't, why don't you sit down now so we can finish up? Uh, we've got about two minutes and I want to make sure we tell our listeners and our viewers again what your website is so that they can go check out all your stuff. Yeah, so that's riflespecialist.com, R-I-F-L-E-S-P-E-C-I-A-L-I-S-T.com. And if you happen to just want to send us a note, uh, if you send a note to info at riflespecialist.com, we try to get back to everybody within a day. Um, can I throw my phone number out there too while we're at it? Absolutely. 423-248-5891. That's uh, awesome. Thank you, sir. I uh, d Let's do this. Throw me out there a ballpark beginning and top end for your AR line. Oh, sure. So our base models, um, the MSRPs start at roughly $1,200. Um, they do go as high as almost $3,000, like you saw the match, the match long range rifle. Um, some of our hunting guns get up as high as that as well. But the reason I give you MSRP that's not obviously the end user price. It's because we are trying to support our dealers. And anybody who calls me, I try to direct to our dealers. I want to support them and give them as much assistance as we can. The website is growing. There's now a downloadable catalog that will be up there tomorrow, um, a full PDF. It's about 30 pages. Everybody can download and flip through just like they picked up a hard paper one. Um, there's spec sheets for all the guns. And just I realize it's it's 
for dealer purposes. But we're all we're also going to have uh, downloadable countertop printout uh, spec sheets so that when they're talking to the customer, they can actually show them all the specs in writing. And we offer training for our dealers so that they can actually speak competently about the weapon and know all of the specs and really be our brand ambassadors. Well, I really appreciate being appreciate you being on, Steve. You've done a great job. Um, I'm really proud of you. I think that you produce a really fine product, and and I, I want to wish you good luck with the uh, business and uh, look forward to seeing you next year, Chacho. Thanks. I really appreciate the opportunity, Kelly. Glad to have you. Okay, guys. Now we're going to take a few minutes, and uh, we're going to have Cooper Balestrino on our. A social media guru to explain a little bit about what we're going on and close the show with uh, a pretty face. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Um, there's really nothing new that we have right now. We are planning on doing a, a great sale for St. Patrick's Day in March. So make sure that you are on our newsletter list. You can sign up by visiting our website at mcmillanusa.com. And then, of course, please like and follow all of our social media platforms for taking stock. At Kelly McMillan, we are on Facebook and Instagram. And then for everything McMillan, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as McMillan Fiberglass Stocks. You're on mute. Thank you. <laughs> Boy, uh, okay, all this high-tech stuff. Um, let's talk a little bit about last week. We, we were the official scorer. Uh, room sponsor for the Burger Southwest National. I think yes. everything went really cool. The only problem was is that the match was the last day of the match was called Canceled. off because of wind. Mm -hmm. But how do you think the response was at viewing the scores and all the effort that you went to 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 put up those scores? Do you think that it was a valuable thing? Oh, absolutely. Everyone. Every time I posted a match, everyone was just so grateful that we had it up because even if they were there during the day, maybe they had to leave and they just couldn't stay at the end of the day in order to see how they had ranked. So we got a lot of positive feedback from people who were just happy that we were able to do that this year. Well, that's that's really good because it'll make a difference on whether or not I decide to do that next year. But the okay. offer has been made that I can do that every year if I want to. So we'll figure it out. I know Fred worked really hard and you worked mm -hmm. in the room with him. So it wasn't easy. You you had some late nights, but I want to thank you personally for being such a great McMillan representative and, and doing all of the hard work that it took to make that happen. Yeah, of course. I was happy to do it. I had a lot of fun with everyone. Okay, good. Well, it's uh, we've come to the end of the show. Uh, great show. I think the uh, Zoom is working really good. I think this mm -hmm. is going to make a, a great podcast. I want to thank all of our listeners and our future uh, video watchers for being with us for this last hour. It's been terrific. Um, it's going to be a great weekend all across the country, so go out and enjoy the outdoors. Uh, and uh, I'm proud to be an American. Uh, glad to be here. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Be sure to come back for more next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The weekend is here. Enjoy yourself. We'll talk again next week.